what can one say about tonight's Indians game? Game one between the Indians and the Yankees. I've chosen my words rather carefully. In fact, I've chosen eight of them. Now, to the untrained ear, this is going to sound like merely eight words, but to the average Ohioan, and I should think uh, pockets of people around the country, they're going to understand this as full sentences. Ready? All right, here we go. Damn. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. Y'all, go tribe. So today I had an opportunity to uh, take an Uber home from work. Uh, and well, I had a short, fat, bald man with a beard, uh, wearing plaid, driving a rather manly SUV as my driver. And uh, he happened to have the voice of Lady Elaine from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Now, uh, three things crossed my mind, and I wasn't sure which one it was. Uh, it was either, A, he was really, really, really wanting to prank me and get a rise out of me, just playing with his, his uh, customers to see if he could get a rise out of them. B, he's in the middle of his transition and thought that this was not only a good female voice, but that he wanted to try it out on random strangers to see if they would comment and tell him, where he was wrong, or C, and honestly, I was worried that this was the most likely, so I kept a straight face, he has some manner of condition. I have no idea what condition would make you sound like Lady Elaine from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, but there you are. So I did my very best to keep a straight face the entire time, and he kept asking questions in this rather rather strikingly obtuse uh, female voice that, I swear, it sounded like Lady Elaine, and uh, kept asking me questions, and I was doing my very best to keep a straight face and answer him very seriously as though nothing was wrong. Now, if he has a condition, I showed him mercy. If he was attempting to sound female and I paid it no mind, I'm not sure how he felt about that, but I would hope, at the very least, you know, I didn't say anything curt or rude or, or you know, uh, yell at him, what the hell are you doing? I just let it be. So hopefully he was satisfied. And if he was simply trying to pull a prank, get a rise out of me uh, randomly, just as a joke, I hope it frustrated the living daylights out of him. Uh, but that that is, uh, I think, uh, the second weirdest uh, Uber driver I've ever had behind the Catman. Which, if you're a listener to this podcast regularly, you've heard of the Catman. And if you haven't, go back and listen to that one. Uh, 
That's uh, that's a true story, and it's one heck of a story. And this is also a true story, and I don't know what to think of this man. So, uh, Krista, honey, or any of my other uh, me uh, medical industry listeners, if you happen to know of some condition I'm unaware of that would make a man, a grown-ass man, sound like Lady Elaine, please let me know. And uh, if you think it's one of the other two, I would be fascinated to know which one you think it was. Uh, but at the very least, I was kind to him and answered all of his questions and uh, gave him a pleasant goodbye and uh, five stars and a tip. So I'm hoping uh, that at the very least he enjoys his day and whatever uh, may be going on in his life. I hope that I was a bright point in it. Um, but if that was a prank, it was a really bad one. You've all heard of Peter Piper and how he picked a peck of pickled peppers. Well, you should hear what Peter Parker, Peter Pettigrew, and Petey Pumpernickel all did to top him. Peter Parker, Peter Pettigrew, and Petey Pumpernickel all picked up a pint of natural pickled pink, perfectly pickled peaches, which are pickled for a purpose in their produce section. They're gluten-free, you know. What does one say about the first presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden? as moderated by Chris Wallace. Well, once again, I find myself uh, very, very carefully choosing my words, this time because I have tried to promise myself and you, the listener, that this isn't going to just become another political podcast. And I know that despite how I formulate my opinions and my stances on the world, I know that they will be viewed as divisive by someone, inevitably, if I were to share them. So I have avoided it. So thus, I'm going to sum up how I how I uh, review tonight's debate with, again, eight words. And I would think that most of you can read between the lines when I say these eight words. Now, it's ultimately four two-word phrases but I think it sums up that uh, first debate rather well. And I will also share two words to describe how I'm currently feeling. And again, I will try not to elaborate, but uh, you'll get an insight into how I feel right now. Okay, so... Here are the eight words. Intellectual dishonesty. Cognitive dissonance. 
undue bravado, crippling dementia. Okay? And now for your bonus two words about me. Dormant supervolcano. Friends, I'm asking you, don't be any of those eight words, or the supervolcano will stop being dormant. Tonight, as I watched this debate on my phone, because I haven't had cable in 18 months, uh... I found myself inadvertently, uh, indirectly, mind you, channeling my grandfather. Being very Scots-Irish, uh, as he was, he was a very loving, caring, doting, generous man. Uh, but one of the few times in life that you would see him display his anger, his detest of something, would be when he was watching the political shows. He watched uh, a lot of them back in the days of Reagan, uh, Tip O'Neill, Mondale, uh, so forth, you know. And uh, he would get very, very mad at certain politicians, and he would get very, very mad at certain moderators, and he would often sit and shout and throw the newspaper. Occasionally, when my grandmother was either not around or hopefully not listening, he would uh, use a few choice words. And really and truly, <clears throat> that's how I was tonight. Now, my mom, if she were around, would would have advised me, exactly as my grandmother would often advise my grandfather, well, if it bothers you that much, why are you watching? In truth, tonight, it was because the Indians were being annihilated, and I thought, silly me, that I would find the debate relaxing. <laughs> Not a prayer. I was uh, I was livid at certain things I was hearing, and the pile of manure that was shoveled into the center of that stage tonight was stinking, steaming. And burning my nostrils. Does that about cover it? So, as you comment tonight and tomorrow on the debate and the candidates and so forth, I'm begging you again, don't be those eight words, please. Whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, parlor, wherever you and I may be communicating as friends or family 
or in a very rare occasion, both. Just do me this favor. Don't be those eight things. Don't, please don't. Because the dormant supervolcano will awaken, and this podcast will be covered in political lava. And it will incinerate you all. I assure you. After what what I heard tonight, so many things. So many things I want to just shout into this phone right now. And not and not in some twisted way or, or some talking point given to me by some political party or political action committee or uh, some candidate or, or anything like that. No, no, no. Merely facts and real world, real life examples and observations. Because ultimately... This debate is for the people who don't want to be honest with their lives and they don't want to be honest about their expectations. Whereas I look at things in an honest, factual way and in an honest real-world kind of way, how things affect me, how things appear to me, look to me, and ultimately what I expect those three to do about it. And so I know that I would be divisive, if I were if I were to say what I truly feel about certain things, if you follow me on Twitter tonight, I I hinted at a couple of things that I had quite enough of. But again, I, I, I assure you I was incredibly timid and I was still attempting to be as gentle and unifying as possible. So if you follow me on Twitter and you said, gosh, that seems harsh, please understand that's me being very gentle. That is, and that is that, that part of me that's like my grandfather being very, very, you know, suppressed that part of me that's just like my grandfather that that was shouting at my phone tonight, that's su- me suppressing that. That's me saying, no, no. I'm trying to reach higher, aim higher, go higher in my, in my vibration, in my reality, in my dimension. I'm trying to move away from the lower rubbish and aim higher in life. And so that was me attempting to put it mildly, how I feel. But needless to say, and I must reiterate and admonish you once again, please, 
Don't be those eight words. Lest you get covered in political lava. And with that, I say good night. I love you all, even the ones I know I'm going to disagree with inevitably. And finally, a note for my dear Krista, who is probably going to be settling into bed long after I've finally attempted to fall asleep. Krista, I love you madly. Thank you for helping me keep my sanity, especially when you and I, we share very many of the same views, and I know that you too are probably ready to explode. Thank you for being you. I love you. Good night, sweetheart. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really.